Okay, party people in the house, you're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. Yeah, thank you for downloading and streaming and, and sharing another episode of Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. It's me, it's eclectic. Um, this episode, if you read the title, you already know. Unpopular opinions. These are just things that I think. No, I'm not saying that they're factual. Just things that I think and um and and that most people won't. Most people don't. So one. And this probably is the spiciest one. There is an argument, and I'm not necessarily making this argument, but there's an argument to call Rakim the God, the God I'm seeing, overrated. Hear me out. Personally, I think Rakim is the greatest lyricist in hip-hop history of all time, all space and time. I think that Paid in Full is, hands down, the greatest hip-hop album of all time. So listen, this is not just me being, being a hater. These are this is how I think. This is what's going on. So, where's the argument to call Rakim overrated? I liken it to Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, well, El Boogie was on the Fugees. She was spitting. She was clearly way better than Proswell and Wyclef. They wanted to go solo. She went solo. She didn't make a hip hop album. Um, but the album she did make was incredible she won all the awards everything was great and after that nothing so you think after you make something that incredible and you're so talented with singing and rapping you gotta have at least a follow-up something's off then we find out she didn't do half the other shit no that's it so you go to Rakim Rakim made Eric B and Rakim made four albums Rakim um, he had, what, two after that? The Master and some other shit. But the last two Eric B. and Rakim albums, Don't Sweat the Technique and Let the Rhythm Hit Them, those weren't great. I didn't, I'm not saying that they didn't have nice songs on them. They had a couple. But the albums weren't great. So you really only want to focus on Paid in Full and Follow the Leader. Now, Now, when Rakim performs and when you see him, he only does songs off of Paid in Full. No one's really clamoring for uh, no competition and, 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 and the R. I mean, songs that I love, but what I'm saying is for as much um, props and, and, and how he's um, held as the God, he doesn't have an incredible body of work. He doesn't have the, yo, and this album, and this album, and this song, and this song, and this song, and this song. No, not really. It's like when Lauryn Hill, only, she can only perform Miss Education. She doesn't perform Fuji songs, but she, she performs Miss Education. That's it. Bye. Rakim only performs Paid in Full. Bye. We don't even get to hear Mahogany. 
just saying. So, so for a younger generation who didn't grow up listening to Pay the Fool every day, 15 times a day like I did, there's an argument to say, hey, this other guy's better than that guy. The guy hasn't done anything. Or he hasn't done as much as this other person. Now, again, like I said, I think Greatest Lyricist, Greatest Album, and my personal uh, list, since we're doing lists these days, he's in my top five. He's probably in my top three. Be definitely in my top five. So this is not me shitting on him. I'm just saying, on popular opinion, there's an argument. Number two, unpopular opinion. LL Cool J is the greatest rapper of all time. Now, if you've listened to this podcast and you've heard me on other podcasts, you know, this is a hill that I'm willing to die on. And and I'm not saying that LL is the greatest lyricist because no, that's Rakim. I'm not necessarily... No, I'm def- I'm not even saying he has the greatest discography. You know, I'm not sure who that is. It's probably like Ghostface or Redman, to tell you the truth. Um, a lot of people say Jay-Z, but they ignore like his last five albums. Um, what I'm saying is, when you put all of the criteria together in an unbiased manner, what it is you know um, you, you gotta understand the guy's still relevant and he's been rocking since 84 not 94 not 2004 not 2014 <laughs> 84 and every generation of whatever still knows who he is recognize him hey maybe not for the same songs Maybe some people might even just think he's the NCIS guy, but they know who he is. The 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 Rakim guy, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would know, would wouldn't be able to point him out. But besides all of that, I personally think, again, this is an unpopular opinion show, that he has more hit slash classic singles than anyone in hip hop. I didn't say good songs. I meant songs that go from decade to decade, generation to generation, that people still rock with. Not the modern classes like, oh, this this was Flames in 92. Or I remember when this came out, this was my jam. No. The songs that you would still be like, nah, put that on or play that song. Um, it has classic albums, classic singles. Criteria that a lot of people don't put in to their list when they're making the big list, the battles. He's battle tested. You know what I'm saying? Um, story rhymes. He can make story rhymes. He's versatile, he, so he can make a story rhyme. Um, he can make. He said, "I got hip hop, rock, and love song fans." He made a whole genre. He made the love song. I mean, he wasn't the first to do it, but shit, if it wasn't fine, he love. You know what I'm saying? So, when you put the gumbo together in an unbiased fashion, I'm giving it to, I'm giving it to LL. Um, 
Jay Z is damn close. Um, I would say Jay Z is close, and um, shit, I don't know who else, but I'm giving it to LL. I'm popular opinion, um, even though I know I know a few people who agree. Um, Unpopular opinion. Had EPMD never broke up, they'd be the undisputed greatest hip-hop group of all time. Now, personally, they're my favorite hip-hop group of all time. Are they the best? In my opinion, yes, but some people say Tribe is, even though they only have, what, two unimpossible good albums. Um, some people say Outkast. I can't speculate. That's not. They don't make music for me. Um, Run DMC. You you can't really argue Run DMC. I just prefer EPMD um, um, lyricism and and, and 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 production better. So here's the thing. The reason why I say had they not broke up, when they broke up, was the beginning of the Death Squad. So they already had classics in the vault. Classic albums, classic songs, iconic. Oh, by the way, going back to LL, speaking of iconic, when people discuss people who are not in the hip-hop culture and they want to talk about hip-hop and want to talk about rap, and if they if they put a, if they draw a picture, if they show a caricature of hip-hop, it's always a guy in a red can't go. Where do you think that came from? I'm just saying. Anyway, um, but Iconic, hey, EPMD with the fisherman hats. Um, but it was the beginning of the Death Squad. So, we brought in Redman, had K-Solo, Das Effects, so then, said they didn't break up. Keith Murray comes in. At Jamal. Shouts to Molly G. And it would have been. Listen, we would have had a for the for real headbanger with all of them on it. Maybe it would have been headbanger too. But the red man would have bridged the gap for the people who wasn't really rolling with. EPMD because they they grew up a little later. They would have been huge. It would have been ridiculous. We would have had, you know, Hit Squad compilation albums. We would have had a Red Man and K Solo album. We would have had Dos Effects on. On, <clears throat> listen, it's just my opinion. But they broke up and things wasn't wasn't going so well. And then they came back together and they still made hits. But you know, just saying this unpopular opinion um female MCs in the 90s are far superior to the female MCs in any other decade now um the 80s you had um Rock you had Shantae you had Light you had Latifah you had Sweet Tea but you also got to remember that was a lot of those were the end of the 80s, you know, 88, 89. So they count for the 90s, too. So, you know, light 
rocking in the 90s. Latifah rocking in the 90s. Sweet T had some stuff in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? But then in the 90s, you had your Rodega, Bahamadia, some of everybody, right? Compared to, and they were all different for the most part. You know, ISIS is rapping about some of this over here. You know, meanwhile, fuck, you got Lady of Rage over here rapping about this. You know, compared to now where, you know, the generation where women are making the money and getting the exposure. Oh, yeah, and listen, I didn't even talk about Fox and Kim and Eve and the brat. But, but compared to now where they're basically mainstream, you can't compare what these women are doing right now. You know, I agree with Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> Listen, if you want to go by lyrics, what they were rap, how they were rapping, and what they're rapping about then compared to now, well, get out of here. Even the most raunchiest, I'm not even talking about Kim and and Fox. I'm talking about Choice. And if you don't know Choice, look up Choice. Even though they still still wasn't doing this, whatever it is. But, you know, it's the evolution of hip-hop. Now, the best people did not get a chance to make the money and get the notoriety that they were supposed to. That's why I did the, the hip-hop awards and new episodes coming up soon. But you can't compare the 90s ladies to the now ladies. Nah, you lose every time. Um, Unpopular opinion. Speaking of ladies, Salt and Pepper's most popular song is their worst song, and its success ruined their music. And that song is Push It. Push It 1 is a terrible song. Hands down, completely terrible. There's nothing good about that song. Um, unless you want to count the video because they had on there. You know what I mean? But, and because that song blew up and I have no idea how it blew up, it ruined everything. Everything after that was almost garbage. They gave us the it's your thing and, 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 and everybody get up. But that express yourself and, and what I meant, that... Put it like this. If you go back and listen to Hot, Cool, and Vicious, which is incredible. I already did, I did a whole podcast about it. They had the I'll Take Your Man songs, Chick on the Side song, Tramp, My Mic Sounds Nice, you know, some hip-hop stuff, but it was still radio-friendly-ish. And then they just went straight to just commercial they got a they got a taste of that fame and that's all they did after that I guess Herbie stuff right I don't know but because of Push It I, I got a feeling if if Push It wouldn't have blew up like that they would have still been making hip hop songs instead of whatever the hell they go go songs R&B songs pop songs that's all that's all they made after that you know what I'm saying so that's my opinion I'm popular opinion show um 
here's an unpopular opinion. It is mostly the people who grew up listening to hip-hop in the 80s and the 90s fault that hip-hop sucks right now. So I'm including me. It's 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 people of my generation's fault. The people that complain that's not real hip hop. That ain't how it used to be. All of us, I'm including me. It's our fault. It is 100% our fault because we don't bother to try to teach nobody anything. We damn sure don't buy anything. We don't go and try to support the artists that we love when they try to put out something new, so then they don't sell, and so then they stop, or the record label's like, you're not selling, and they drop them off the label, then they try to go independent, we still not fucking with it, we not buying it, but then we complain that all the Lil's and the Young's are making garbage, but that's what people are buying. That's what the young people are buying. Hip-hop is, hip-hop is um, the, the, the lovers of hip-hop music. We're terrible people. You know, we tell we tell people they should retire. We tell people that they too old to rap. <laughs> you know, no one ever no one ever told Luther or Mike to stop. Never no one told Prince to give it up. You know, Led Zeppelin's still touring, and they only they have they might have one original member left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rolling Stones had farewell tours for the past ten years. No one told them to stop, but. And they'll sell out arenas because people will love them. We should sell out arenas for Kane and G-Rap. We should sell out arenas to, to, to see nice and smooth and three times dope. But we won't. Shit, we won't even sell out the club, the local club, when they come and perform in a little uh, I Love the 90s tour. You know what I'm saying? You remember what Hammer used to do? Selling out amphitheaters. Now you might catch them at the, at the you know what I mean. <laughs> it's our fault, and you know a lot of people of my generation learned music from from their parents. You know, um, I learned I, I got my love of music just from my mother and my father playing music loud as hell while they having card parties and drinking with their friends and my aunts and uncles. And I just hear music and it just got in my head. No one sat me down and said, hey, listen, this is the bar case. You're going to respect them. It was just, it was, that was what was playing. But so now what's playing is whatever's popular. You know what I'm saying? And, and the access. So you also got to think it's not 100% fault. So I take it back. It's about 90 because also the access that you had to music. When I was young, I had to listen to what they were playing. I didn't have a record collection. Also, it wasn't a lot, you know, out back then. But you know, my cassettes. I had to listen to whatever I could buy. If I couldn't buy it or dub it off of somebody, I couldn't hear it no way. But now, shit, on your phone, and every kid got a phone. You know. They can stream any song they want, and they just choose to stream the stuff that they like, and they don't, that's the only stuff that they hear. There's no reason for them to hear the symphony or uh, my posse's on Broadway or <laughs> Hard Times. There's no reason for them to ever hear it. 
or look for it or find it because when they were growing up, they weren't being subject to it. And then now that, you know, once you hit like eight years old, you got all the music. You can go on YouTube and listen to whatever you want all day. So, but regardless of all that, the people with platforms, those award shows, all the award shows, again, this goes back to why, why I did that podcast. They'll give, they'll throw out somebody a shout out after they die or someone that's really, really popular. They'll give them some little, you know, achievement award. That hip hop honor shit, they didn't do it right. So the people with platforms, the people with bigger um, podcasts than I got, they they still only talking about the young whoever's and the stuff that just came out instead of, hey, this is cool, but you know what, listeners, you know who else you need to listen to, you know what you should go back and check out. Here's our um, old school album of the day. Here's our 80s track of the week. Here's our 90s album of the month. This is what we want you to listen to. They don't do that. And when someone from the 80s or the 90s makes something new, it don't come up. That Eric Sermon album, uh, Vernia, it's fucking incredible. I haven't heard anybody talk about it with an actual platform. You know, it wasn't on whatever the everyday struggle or whatever the fuck shows but you know it's it's these people's fault you know we grew up in a time where nothing was whack and now that everything is whack there's no reason to come out anymore unpopular opinion though you might not agree um what else I got I got a couple more I'm gonna keep doing these type of, type of episodes because I think these things and I tweet these things but you know how Twitter goes unless you're talking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Nobody paying no attention. Um, um, here's it. All right. Let's get back to the spicy ones. Coogee Rap is a superior lyricist to Big Daddy Kane. No one's going to say it. No one's going to say it but me. So, when people will say, Yadi and mine, you're fucking crazy. What are you talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Big Daddy Kane is a more popular and shit, more accomplished rapper, hip-hop artist, MC, by far. Recognizable. If I put up a picture of Cool G Rap, they'd be like, yeah, what did he do? <laughs> if I put up a picture of Big Daddy Kane, they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Kane. It's the guy. <laughs> yeah, he used to have a high top and dance, scuba scrap. Mr. C, before Biggie. I know, I get it, I agree. This is, that's not the unpopular opinion, but lyricism, listen, that's what I'm saying. And then if, if I'm wrong or if you disagree, feel free to hit me on Twitter and, or comment on, um, what's this, Apple Podcasts, you can pick a comment section. Yeah, there's a comment section on Stitcher, there's a comment section on SoundCloud. But you can tweet. At Tweet Mom's Life, at Eclectic. Oh, sorry. At I Am Eclectic because of stupid. But the symphony. G Rap had the better first. I'm not saying it was a landslide. I'm not saying it was a blowout. I am just saying 
off the bar. Better verse. The Symphony 2. J-Rap. Better. Don't Curse. The Heavy D song that had J-Rap and Kane on it. J-Rap. Better verse. It was like one other song. Okay, I'm listening to all this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm freestyling. But better first. Debut albums. Lyrically. G-Raps is better. Fuck all the albums. G-Rap is better. And I'm not saying that it's, you know, Young MC versus Rakim. I'm saying it's I'm saying it's I'll put it like this for the people who are younger listening it's LeBron and Kobe or if you want we can say LeBron and KD huh technically you can't go wrong either way but if you were building a team you may pick one over the other. That's all I'm saying. But if you put if you put both of them behind a the three-point line and gave them ten balls, I'm pretty sure you know who's gonna sink the ten balls first. If you had to play defense and say someone had to get ten blocks, I think you know who's gonna get the ten blocks. Who's gonna get the ten rebounds first? But we know both of them are gonna get it eventually. I just think that little nudge. A little bit, a little bit. G rap is better. Spicy, whatever. And also spicy, unpopular opinion. Kumo D never won around. I know people like the was the death blow or whatever the song. No, that didn't do it. He never won around. He never won around. Could have break it down, squashed it all. He killed it. Mo D. The, the, the L, this is what all the L's mean. LL did it on the bad album on um, Ah, Let's Get Ill. He already did what the L's mean. Just so no. He never won around. I don't care what you say. Um, this is a lot. I got one more spicy one that I might save for the next episode. But I will say this one. Unpopular opinion. If you do not write your rhymes, you are out of the GOAT conversation. You could be known as a great artist. You could be known as a a superior performer. But we cannot put you in the greatest of all time rapper, MC, lyricist, whatever you want to say, if you don't write your own rhymes. That's why. Look. It's just me. Again, it's not popular opinion show. That's why Mike is the greatest performer of all time. But he don't write his. He didn't write it. He can't be the greatest songwriter. He can't be the greatest. You know, he's not the greatest vocalist. He's a performer. Prince is why I always put Prince ahead of this guy because Prince would write the song, write the music, perform the music, fucking probably shot the video. And drew the album cover. Is why you you can't be the goat 
The goat at what? What do you do? This is why rapping is different than singing, though. A singer could be still great because they have to have the vocal talent they used to have to have the vocal talent to get the song off. Rapping, you're just talking. You're just reciting whatever it is in, in the voice that you were given because the words are more important and how the words flow then, you know, it's just like when you're singing, it's how the song sounds, but your vocal talent is what's going to do that. The words are paramount in hip-hop, so if you if you didn't write those words, you can't give people props for a speech if they didn't write the speech, or they gave it well, so they didn't mean it. We don't know. <laughs> Somebody else wrote it. Who cares? You know, you give the painter the props, not the person that runs the printer. So, but again, you could be considered, hey, but you're out of the GOAT conversation. That's it. Um, the last one, and this is, this, is, this is probably the spiciest one, and it's so spicy, I'm not even going to explain it until the next episode if I remember and that one is Slick Rick is not the greatest storyteller of all time in hip hop I'm popular opinion show I'm out I'm with your wrinkle pussy I can't be your lover 